Hi everyone and welcome back to the teacher cast. I'm kind of saying welcome back to myself as well after uh, a week off. Hayley, thanks for holding down the fort while uh, I was going living my life with Lizzo. Not a bother, uh, anytime. Yeah, yourself and Gemma did obviously an amazing job. We both know Gemma, we both love Gemma. Yeah. So thank you Gemma for stepping in for me last week uh, talking about a really pertinent topic of teacher burnout. Uh, while I was on my trip to avoid teacher burnout. Yeah. <laughs> so um, thank you, Gemma, for stepping in. And thanks to all of you for liking and subscribing and talking about uh, each episode as they come out. We really appreciate it. So we'd ask that you keep liking, subscribe if you haven't already, rate it five stars on Spotify or any other platform that you're listening on. Um, follow us on Instagram. Yeah. I am at Mr. Underscore Moontor Underscore. Hayley is at the teacher student and the podcast page where we post when our podcast goes live is at the teacher cast. So be sure to follow there for all the latest developments. We put up question boxes quite a bit as well. And those are the questions that we answer on each episode. So if you want a question answered on the podcast, you know where to find us. So Hayley, I'm back. How are you? Yeah, I'm grand. Actually, just on that note, last week's episode, I did say who won the competition, but they still haven't reached out to me. So you have to be listening and you have to know um, if your name was called. So look, when they get to me, they get to me. But in the meantime, Mm. yeah, like I I think it's great that we're able to do that for people too. Um, But yeah, I'm doing well, Adam. How was Lizzo? Lizzo, um, like Hayley, you know, because we've spoken a little bit off off air. We're kind of saving it. it for this though, aren't we? Yeah, we only we only spoke a small bit about it. It was incredible. So, like for those blissfully unaware, uh, I wasn't on the episode last week because I was in Dublin. Ironically, it was the weekend I met you that I couldn't record. Yes. Um, so me and Adam actually met for the first time last was that last week, seven days ago. Oh my god. Yeah, oh my goodness. Yeah. It was um yeah, so last Sunday, yeah, so over so myself and my sister Lauren, we went up to Dublin last Sunday, which was the twelfth mm. uh of March. Uh we went up to Dublin. Um we went to see Lizzo on the Monday. So myself and Lauren hadn't been to a concert since pre-COVID and since Lauren had had her uh, chemotherapy and stuff now Lauren's out the other side of course thank god but you know it was nice for us to go to a concert together and we were very lucky that we both got to meet uh, yourself Hayley and Gemma we we all went to the George to watch the rugby which was quite an experience in itself. we couldn't get in anywhere we actually because if anyone's been listening since the start I told Adam how good the porn star martinis were in Barua. so if you're a long time and you were there listener, at the weekend Hayley yeah I, yeah I was there at the weekend so we actually we got to Barua and there was an alarm going off and I was like this is oh typical because the cocktails are there are unbelievable yeah. so it was actually such a pity but sure look next time like we couldn't just yeah. we couldn't get in anywhere because the rugby um, yeah now shout out to the George the cocktails yeah. there were great yeah what was the one you had got again oh, the twink it was, called, was it called the twink I think it was called the twink <laughs> yeah it was really nice anyway it was like pink or something I don't know it was really nice but overall we had a great time um myself and I went to Lizzo on the Monday night and like people have read it everywhere it was a sensational concert like Lizzo was obviously just like an incredible human being and just Mm. like very energetic and very positive and she was just so good with the crowd she really engaged like she was like she spent about 10 minutes talking to like the upper tiers you know and pointing out all the signs and like pointing out the kids that were there and stuff like that you know yeah like she just like 
I, I'm weak for Lizzo's music, obviously, but as like a human, she's just like incredible. So yeah. it was honestly so nice. It was a lovely little break too. I felt like I was getting a bit tired. So having those two EPV days last Monday and Tuesday was a great way to just kind of unwind, go okay. shopping, enjoy Dublin and obviously meet you and Gemma, which was lovely. Yeah, it was like the cherry on the cake. But I've seen some TikToks of Lizzo and like her concerts do look very interesting because they're like very per like personal to, to the people at that at that present time like I've seen mm-hmm. like you know where she talks to the crowd or did I hear something like I don't know she like yeah like she she gets like people singing in the audience with her microphone and stuff I don't know yeah just, she, like, uh, she did that once or twice all right and she like signed a girl's flute because oh, yeah. uh, for, for those who don't know Lizzo was a trained flautist um so like she's obviously like Lizzo it was playing her flute many a time on the during her songs during That's the unreal. concert but a girl that was in the very front brought her flute in I the case that. and Lizzo like signed it it was just the whole thing was just it made like honestly it was on the three arena which I, I love going to the three arena it's my personal favourite venue for gigs because because it's wide rather than like long and narrow like yeah. obviously most places are like football pitches or yeah. rugby pitches where the gigs are on uh, whereas the three arena being wide it's a lot easier to have a good viewing point regardless no of where, where you are yeah. in the venue Whereas obviously when you're like at a gig that's on like a football pitch or a rugby pitch or some sort of stadium, like if you're not near, you're not really going to see a whole pile. But no, it was honestly, it was so much fun. I had such a ball. Yeah. And how was your shock to Nguelga then? You, you only had a short week, but how was it? Yeah, it was good to be fair. Like we did, um, we had law gloss on Thursday, Same. like I'm sure a lot of people did. Yeah. And the kids dressed in green, we dressed in green. And we had a parade. So what we did one in the morning for the older kids and one in the afternoon for the parents. So just before just before home time. So our home time for the infants is 10 past one because we started at half past eight. Um, So the parents came in at about one and stood around the perimeter of the yard because there's like a fence all the way around the yard. And we paraded around the yard singing a song from Boona Kainta. And then we did the Jolene, all three of the junior infant classes and all three of the senior infant classes. We actually couldn't get over the amount of parents that came because we gave them about a week's notice to say, oh, this is happening in case you're like trying to get off work or trying to get a you know, whatever. Yeah. Uh, the amount of parents that were there, Haley, was actually like insane. And like, I know it was for six classes of kids, like from the three junior infant classes and the three senior infant classes, but like mm-hmm. it was insane. But they had an absolute ball. Like the parents loved obviously coming in to watch their kids. Yeah. Uh, and we actually had such a skit. Like we didn't yeah. do loads. We weren't like mad on the shop to Like, crazy crazy on it like but we we did a good bit like the parade was kind of the main bit that we were getting ready for um uh, which was lots of fun to be fair and we did a lot we did planting last week which was part of our farm after mm. but uh don't kind of ties in with the shots and the veil again kind of exactly. irish culture yeah. and yeah, yeah. things like that so it was lovely how did you get on for shots and the veil no, I was just going to say that you were saying about the song from Boo and a Kind. I think I know. Is that the one that goes, Lala Padraig? Yeah, I know that yeah, from. And I, yeah, I had it from. I know from Infants on Placement last year. Yeah. Um, be a Kana, Lala Padraig, Kivivare or something. I don't know. Yeah. But yeah, my Shocking Gwag was good. We had like our channel, got our competition. We had our Law Gloss, of course. But we also had Kaylee dancing in the hall. So each, from third to six, each year group had two dances each. And yeah, it was just, it was just good fun. 
um yeah so really had a, a nice day like nice thursday last week we also performed in our local library which was nice so yeah it was all it was all going down um but yeah this week we want to talk about teacher planning which it's hard to put into one episode i guess because it kind of falls into you know you know across all the weeks um including like even just planning for this podcast like i think planning is so important um but yeah adam like what, what are your thoughts like let's let's go back to say when we were you know in college studying yeah like i think the main thing with this episode anyway firstly is that we don't want to be like this is how exactly we plan and this is how you should plan too i think we just want to give the reality of what planning looks like yeah. from Haley's perspective being an nqt doing drihid yeah and from my perspective being this is my fourth year and kind of how planning changes as you go through the years and also how it varies from school to school mm. but i suppose for teaching practice like obviously I'll be honest, that's where it kind of peaks in terms of like planning, like the paperwork, like obviously you do your own individual planning and how much prep you do yourself is kind of up to you when it, after you qualify. But I think in terms of like paperwork and especially needless paperwork, college, it peaks for teaching practice. Hayley, yeah. I don't know if you'd agree. I know with Drihid there is a lot to do, but I feel like most of Drihid paperwork has a purpose and yes. you get something out of it. Yes. Whereas I feel like teaching practice, yes, it was important to plan, but like lesson plans, no, not really. Not for everything, like. Or they could have lesson notes, like, but I felt like these lesson plans were just so like unnecessary. Tedious. Tedious. Yeah, like I didn't find that I was looking at them when I was teaching. I would write like a shorthand version of it on like a post-it note or on a piece of paper. Yeah. And that would be my outline. Like I wouldn't be I you could you don't have time to read a lesson plan in the middle of a lesson to check where you're at or like memorize it beforehand mm. i'm actually sorry i'm having a cup of tea here i was in the middle of gulp of when you finished talking there um yeah like so i just remember like thinking you know especially on my first placement like i wasn't inspected in person but i do remember having the the, the lesson plan clipped on a clipboard which gave me some kind of um reassurance that you know what I was doing was was normal I was very I was very not I wouldn't say I was nervous with children but I was nervous that I was going to not teach the lesson the way you're supposed to teach a lesson and the only way you get better at that is simply by practice and by subbing um you know and putting yourself out there but I like I get what you mean like you know the attention to detail in terms of how how you're literally going to assess, but what if the lesson doesn't go the way you plan, or, you know, like, you know, what if that differentiation didn't actually work, but then it wasn't your plan, and I get it's all about learning, and then implementing that, say, into an action plan, and writing that down, based off your learning objectives, but, like, crikey, it's just, it's, it's just unrealistic, like, it, you are, you are, yeah, I would agree with Adam, like, you are at peak, like, in college, with the paperwork. Yeah, and I suppose we'll probably work sequentially with it. So starting like short term, going long term, like Haley, I know you've spoken briefly before, like about your weekly plans, which you kind of call your active plan. So yeah. like, what does that entail roughly anyway? Yeah, so my active plan is basically, basically, it's like my diary. Like I don't write down in my diary what I'm doing every day. I use my diary as to-do list and I have my diary as if there's important things going on in school or whatever. Um, or if like there's resources I need to make or resources I need to source or resources print, cut, whatever it is, just 
stuff on my to-do list you know um but my active plan is basically like my week's plan like what i'm teaching at nine o'clock what my learning objective is and what page it could be as simple as like what the page is in the book um it could be you know oh watch video um do kwl or it could be like um you know read through the reading comprehension it could be like what okay say for maths okay say i want to change up my warm-ups every day this week i'll put in like i'll work really hard at maths that week like it's impossible to pour your everything into every single subject when you're realistically teaching like and of course as you go through the years and as you get more experience you know your lessons will become more succinct you'll know what you're able to get out of them and you know you'll know how to break it down into smaller objectives well that's what i'm kind of gathering from this year so far um, to make my life just you know you can't go in expecting them to be able to you know read the whole chapter understand it and answer questions all within like 40 minutes like that's just that's just not realistic do you know what I mean like you need to have them actively learning what's on that like what and like that's where you bring in your methodologies but like for me at the moment that's what I use my active plan for it gives it, it's, it's so that say Adam if he came into my room he'd be able to pick up the sheet uh, I can see she wants them to learn how to add in money today and then she'll like oh i can see she wanted to do the daily 10 as a warm-up oh i can see there uh, she wanted to do page 51 questions one to three do you know and whether that's them taking out the book or that's them or that's the teacher putting up the questions on the board and them doing it on the whiteboard and then peer correcting or whatever it is that's all on the job that's all me there and then making those decisions but as of right now like if i was planning for next week i'm literally putting in what what kind of content i want like what's my learning objective that's what i want them to learn after that lesson but that's my active plan and when i do that i do it at the start of the week and i make sure i have that done now my weekly might not per se be done now it should be done but say if you had a crazy weekend you had something personal going on i'm able to do my weekly plan based off my active plan because i knew exactly what i had to do do you know yeah i get what you mean yeah like we we do something very similar in our school um with regards to our weekly informal planning we have an active plan so we don't call it that but it probably should um so every tuesday um the junior infant team so myself and the two other mainstream junior infant teachers we sit down and we plan for the following week um so we'll do something similar to you Haley. well basically we're going to take out our timetable mm template on them we'll put it on the interactive whiteboard and we'll put in what pages we want to do the links to maybe songs we want to sing or links to like um videos we want the kids to watch like in a particular lesson uh, or activities or whatever similar to that now so that like if a subject come in they could open this document and click through the links or whatever the exact yeah. same and as well, because we plan on the Tuesday for the following week, it gives us a couple of days to get resources together. We usually split the jobs up between the three of us. So it might be like, Adam, you're going to photocopy X, Y, Z. Hayley, you're going to make that resource multiply by three for the three classes because we do mirror each other quite a bit. Mm. So um, it's it's handy. It's a similar premise to your one, Hayley, I suppose, except that it's a like collaborative effort. Like I know your one is kind of personal to your classroom and say but we kind of mirror each other a bit more so we would do the similar thing to you where we would have like the timetable up and we would just input like links or topics or like for Gaelica we would take the like the language objectives from Buna County and put them straight in so if the like Eshimlari Changa is um I don't know Thaw 
like at the moment we're doing I'm sure and they're talking about animals in the water and um, it could be like Tha blank sun ishka so it could be like laka or frog or um, isk or whatever mm-hmm. so we put all that in that way so like we have our links our page numbers um, our Asher stations whatever it is and I like similar to your uh, active plan Haley. I think it's just really handy and it means like you Haley, I don't use my planner diary for like writing out my day anymore I used to do that up to about Christmas and then I realized I was just double jobbing myself so now it is literally just used as a to-do list and it allows me to spread my jobs over the week as well which kind of makes it easier for me but um yeah no I'd be the exact same as you with regards to yeah it was like the third week in September and I was like what am I doing why am I writing all this out in my diary like I literally can just type it up and then I can literally see the the whole timetable the boxes and I if I'm like okay well this day we have a trip to the library or this day we have a guest speaker coming in I can block out that time and then at the top say where I have the date like I even have what number morning mash I'm on like that's like so when I come in the morning I look okay we're on 119 so I'll just go into my powerpoint or my pdf document i'll go control f 119 and it'll pop right up do you know just those little yeah. things but even as well i have like if i've got yard duty if i've students getting withdrawn for whatever reason if i have um you know no like say my support teacher told me she's not going to be in in advance or something i can write no set just so that i know so that when i'm planning i know what my day is kind of going to yeah. go like it's like your one-stop shop for like everything really yeah instead of having to go to three or four different documents to find information yeah and then when we do guided reading then as well um like i'll have like guided reading and then underneath in that box i'll have what so like we have four guided reading groups for example in my class and myself and my set teacher both take one like it's kind of like um team teaching but we're in yeah. within the classroom so i'm i take two groups she takes two groups but then the other groups like i'll have sussed out what they're doing for that 15 minutes and like for Mondays it's always their spelling sentences you know on Tuesday it's always going to be their mental maths because I need to have them done their mental maths so that we can go to the PE on time do you get me so I try and make sure I've planned it you know as, as best yeah. I can like obviously that's why it's called an active plan it's meant like I do be writing all over it circling didn't have time for that moving that over and then I know myself I'm not able to get that done in that time Mm-hmm. yeah no that makes a total sense and i suppose Haley, because you're doing drehage you're not you're you're doing weekly plans rather than fortnightly plans that would be your short term wouldn't it like in terms of formal planning is that right yeah that's kind of the only planning this year that's kind of expected of me in my school um i have my weekly plans and i have my weekly reflections and then um i've done i've observed like two three teachers yeah three teachers four teachers i've done loads of observations so i've kind of taken this year to be like do you know what i'll go and see what like you know if i can get and some ideas or whatever and um, that's what i've been trying to do for this year you know use it to the best of my ability that i can because i'll never get this opportunity again um yeah and then i've been observed once i'm going to be observed again in my block three where I, all i have to all I have left to do really is be observed again and attend my cluster meeting three. So. Oh, very good. Like for me then, I suppose my short term planning, like obviously with the informal active plan, but like formal planning, we have our fortnightlies. But in my school, and I know I've been in other schools that do this as well, is that like our fortnightly plans and our long term plans, our termly plans, 
are actually done for us. We don't do them. They're on our Google Drive. Yeah. Like obviously, we adapt as we need to. Yeah, when as we a need skill. to. Yeah. But the actual plan, well, we adapt based on the active plan. We don't really adapt the fortnightlies. We kind of leave them as they are. And right. then if we do adapt things, we change it in the Countess. So it's 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 great, to be honest, because our principle is big on, okay, paperwork needs to be done. It, there needs to be accountability and there needs to be a clear pathway of how we're getting from A to B. But we're not going to be stupid about it. We're not going to be silly about like doing copious amounts of paperwork for nothing. The fortnightly plans are on the drive for us to use. And it's very handy. Like they're updated every couple of years naturally to like with the times and the books and things that are used. But there, it's just very handy to not have to be doing copious amounts of paperwork. It just frees up more time to actually put the effort into like your preparation, your teaching, rather than doing copious amounts of paperwork, which I find really handy, to be honest. So then, like, the only other paperwork I have to do is the Countess at the end of each month. Right. Um, and we have to we have to have our Countesses submitted by the 8th of the month for the previous month. So, for example, when we get to the end of March, now it's a bad example because Easter, Easter is coming up, so we won't have to submit during Easter, but usually, let's say for February, just gone, um, we had to have our February Countess submitted in email to the principal by the 8th of March. Okay. So that's kind of how we do it. And usually, because we've collaborated on planning, we will collaborate on the Countess as well. Right, okay. You see, it's a bit different now, again, in my skill. So we actually, our fortnightlies are our Countess. We just tick. Mm -hmm. We tick on the actual document of my of my fortnightly. Is yours not like that, No. It, it's it's similar like it's it is well it's not similar it's the exact same pretty much is that the countess is two documents because it's fortnight one and fortnight two of the month and then we just highlight on word like using the highlighter tool what we didn't get covered that particular month um so it's a similar premise to yours just slightly tweaked and then we email that document to the principal and we also upload it to the like each class level has a folder right. of countesses on the google drive yeah so then for next year we can go back and look at that and tweak that plan a little bit to suit for the for the following year and stuff like that yeah look i feel like every school is similar but slightly different and it just depends on what works like i know that there are plans there um from last year and the year before but like that with your head i'm kind of just I'm kind of just trying to, you know, put my all into it and get the most that I can out of it. Do you know the kind of way? So I'm kind of just doing it on my own. But, you know, you have to do what works for you too. And everyone plans differently. The other big thing, like I suppose, of planning is, like, if you don't work well planning, like, by sitting at your desk in school, don't feel that you have to. Because, like, I know myself, like, if I sat there after school doing my plan, first of all, i probably feel sorry for myself because I would probably be the last soldier left and then second of all like I'm not comfortable I can't think straight like you know I'm overstimulated I need a break I need to go and then I just love because I look like I use Instagram for ideas or I you know look up Pinterest or whatever like I, I like naturally I, I enjoy creating fun engaging lessons yes it's probably more work but I I, I enjoy it like that's the that's the thing and I'm really lucky that I do because I I don't think I would you know like teaching's tough like I just don't think you'd be able to well I wouldn't think I'd be able to stick it out if I didn't actually enjoy my job do you know and that oh yeah totally. you know that goes back to yeah, like when I, I worked in the bank when I hated it 
you know it just wasn't motivated it just wasn't for me whereas with this I just know it's for me and like yeah it's my first year and I'm really enthusiastic and you know I I but I hate when people are like oh when when when's that gonna go I'm like I don't actually think it is because I Adam I wouldn't have gone back to college or would have stuck out all this time if I knew this wasn't for me yeah you know? oh totally like and like you say Haley, like planning for everyone is different like I now like doing a master's at home as well probably adds to this but I prefer to do all my planning in school mm. um now like obviously there's a lot of collaboration that we do so naturally yeah. we do that in school when we're together but even when I do my own individual planning I will I tend to just stay on in school and get it done because right. that works for me yeah um like you say Haley, it depends what works for everyone like in my situation I know that when I go home, realistically, I need to put my time and effort into my thesis, which I'm writing at the moment. Yeah, you so see, I just prefer to stay in school, get my work done. And that means like I can leave, I leave my diary at school now, which is something I never used to do before. I used to take it home with me. My school laptop stays in school, naturally. So like I'm taking nothing school related oh. home with me bar my lunchbox. <laughs> You've gotten that's really it, good really. at it. Yeah, that's brilliant. Yeah, but that's like, uh, this is my fourth year out as well. Like, so I've only really got the hang of it. I've only really got the hang of it this year because I'm permanent uh, and because I'm kind of a bit more fixed in where I am that I kind of know. And I'm in this school now that realistically, this is going to be the case for a good few years to come where I can leave my stuff in school mm-hmm. to know when I have that space that I can do that. And the school... I suppose the way we plan and stuff kind of allows for that where you can leave your stuff in school like you know we're encouraged to not have our like school emails logged in like on our personal laptops or our phones so I don't have my school email on my phone yeah and so someone would have to ring me if they're like look I sent you a really urgent email there but realistically they're not going to do that outside of school hours Mm. but um that way so like you kind of just have to plan the way that it suits you like for Hayley like you prefer to plan at home like you don't prefer to stay in school after school for that long whereas I especially early days was didn't really have a problem staying in school to four or five o'clock now not over a long period of time because that's not sustainable but you know there are periods of like there are weeks where you're like look I just need to slog it out here and I much prefer to stay on and I don't really mind that it doesn't bother me as much but yeah. like, yeah, you just have to go with what works for you, really. Yeah, I think like with in terms of collaboratively planning next year now, I hope I'll be able to do that. It's just this year, you know, with the with my coworkers, like we've had students in that and they would be doing the more active kind of topics, whereas I'm doing weekly plans and then somebody else doing fortnightly plans. Like it's just it's too hard. We're all on different it is, pages. It's hard. It is hard to do that. Like one of the teachers working with me is doing Drahid. And like she, she still sits in on our collaborative meetings, but uh, you know it, it because now we do plan quite weekly, so it probably lends itself a little bit more to what she's doing because she can just kind of adapt our our active plan into her your plans like you do. But um, but yeah, you know it it can be like the stuff needs to be tweaked and like her Countess. She has to do her own Countess, so she can't really collaborate on the Countess that myself and the other teacher are doing because we have one template and she has to do a different thing for okay. Drehid and stuff like that. So, yeah, like there is elements and barriers to it, but so you get through it. And like Drehid is only a short term thing, realistically, it's maximum a year. And then yeah. you're kind of back to being on that kind of even playing field in terms of like planning expectations with everyone else. Yeah. And like we're going to do a whole episode then on like resources and stuff and you know concrete re- and material because I feel like you know as the years go on now I'll be more set up like I've set up good systems for my filing now so 
and we'll talk about that again another time but um yeah adam what's your resource of the week so my resource of the week is another website um it is called starfall oh yeah so starfall i think most people will be kind of aware of what starfall is starfall is like the link i'm specifically going to put with this episode is the one for the kindergarten Mm-hmm. um ages which is obviously infants which is what i with like it's great in the sense that it has lots of interactive resources especially for literacy and numeracy yeah there's songs the math stuff especially is what i use it mostly for to be honest really um i yeah i really enjoyed there's a lot of like we were doing spatial awareness last week and we were using like b-bots and stuff yeah and yeah. Uh, which in itself could be my resource of the week but i do you see i didn't get to play with the b-bots because i was at lizzo so i missed it <laughs> but um now they're coming back apparently we'll bring it back well we still have them but um there was like this spatial awareness game where like similar to the b-bots you would have to like go up two squares and right three squares and whatever to get out of the maze or whatever yeah, yeah. and they were doing that on the board on stairfall as well so i, I just brilliant. think it's a great way of like like it, it says that it's down for the language language arts and the music uh and sorry language the arts and music but like maths is there as well and has a lot of seasonal activities lots of sing-alongs which i mean in infants you need a song for everything. So, um, yeah, I just feel like it's my one-stop shop for, like, fun things that maybe I wouldn't be able to recreate myself. Yeah. Um, and, like, you know, you don't have to sign up really, as far as I'm aware. I haven't found any reason to have to sign up as of yet. Mm. So, uh, yeah, you can't go wrong, really. Yeah, I've used it for, uh, like, with the junior infants around this time last year uh, when they were starting to learn, like, how to blend layers. In the school I was yeah. in, they were blending. They weren't doing initial sounds anymore. So, yeah, it was all go. But, yeah, brilliant resource. I totally forgot about that one. Um, mine this week is a game. And it was a game that we used during Shock and Aguilga. And basically all you need is some sweets, like a pack of Starbursts, like something where you have just like individual small sweets. And basically the game is Call Wheel on Milshawn. So you hide the sweets around the classroom the children have to go look for it. And this is a great warm-up as well. Children have to go look for it. And then when they find it, they can't touch it. They have to go sit down and put up their hand. You know? Okay. So it's Call Will on Milshan and you. And they'd be like, Tom Milshan, Aaron, Vwinyoke. Tom Milshan, Fwin, Mord. Tom Milshan, Inaka, Leshan, Lechris. Tom Milshan, Sabuska. So we learned all the prepositions, Call Will on Teddy, the week before. And then last week, then for Shaka Nguelga. Uh, every day I ask them call Will on Milshan. So yeah, it was really good. It's getting them using the vocab and prepositions um, in the classroom. It's active, it's fun, they're engaged, they're motivated. And when they didn't get the one where it's like, I actually had it in the ledge, like on top of the toilet. And it, I was trying to get them to say Tom Milshan har on Lehris. Um, oh yeah. But yeah, they, they eventually got it, but they didn't get it the first day. So I had to tell them. And then I was like, right, we're going to leave it there till tomorrow and let's see who remembers. So, oh very good yeah, yeah it's a nice way of kind of drawing it out a little bit but yeah. yeah instead of like this like oh my god you didn't get it right now and we're gonna have to move on or whatever mm. just kind of like setting that little mini challenge for them and i bet you they didn't forget the next day uh no they didn't um well yeah one of my students i remember she just straight away put her hand up and it was gas um yeah, like, you don't good. even have to ask me miss myers go i know what you're gonna ask me <laughs> <laughs> yeah um uh questions then um i put up a box there on my stories um a girl writes any tips for first class on sp1 thanks in advance love listening to you 
Thanks, firstly. Thank you. Um, first class is not a level I have had before. Um, have I have had second, second class yeah. and I've had senior infants, so I've had either side of it. Um, I suppose it's quite a broad question. Like, main thing with teaching practice is like, just try things. Do you yeah. know, don't be afraid that lessons won't go well. Do you know? um you need to try lessons you need to figure out what doesn't work kind of in order to figure out what works to yeah. be honest um and i suppose for first class specifically i would say just like remember that they're not that far out of infants i think people kind of once they're in the, it's like first class like they're still babies like do you yeah, know what i mean are. they're not far gone out of infants like at least at this stage of the year now being in march we're nearly into term three they are fairly well settled in first class at this stage. Yeah. But like, but they are still quite young. Like they're still, they're not even a year out of Ashton and all that crack. Like, so yeah. I would say like, keep it playful and active where you can. Yeah. Remember that they are probably like six in some cases and probably seven. Like keep it fun, keep it active. Don't have them sitting at the desk doing reams of writing. Like no one wants to do that, you know? Just, yeah, make it active, make it playful and make it child-led and make it concrete. That would be my little bit on it. Yeah, I'd also say to use your observation week and see where they're at. Like, you know, do ask, can you like do some get to know you activities with them and just see where they're at and like, so say like, can they write independently? You know, do mm-hmm. like, do you know, because every class is different. Yeah. To see then I think the observation week is very underrated. Like people, I think people just see it as, all right, I need to get my observation report done and just sit here and like ask the teacher a million questions. And like, yes, you do have to do those things, but I think you could actually build such like good relationships and like kind of work nearly one or two steps ahead. Set of the boundaries. Yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? You could even teach a couple of lessons like just like okay you're teaching this lesson can I teach it like do no planning just like be like okay can I take the Irish lesson today just to build that relationship with the kids get used to them get them used to you and then when you actually start into your formal teaching practice lessons like you know you'll have that relationship build you'll have the classroom management like implemented you know so I would definitely say don't just take the observation week as okay a breeze I just a breeze like yeah get stuck into it honestly here's another one this dm i got during the week i loved it i just haven't had a chance to reply so let's address it now it says hi Haley. i hope you're well i'm starting the pme with hibernia in april i'm so ecstatic and excited however i've never subbed only some voluntary working skills to observe and help out i am so nervous about starting with absolutely no idea where to start do you have any advice on the best way to start off and should I start now or wait until I have a few months behind me of the course behind me? Love your podcast, by the way. I used to listen to it, hoping I would get into the PME. And now I am listening to it, looking forward to joining in on all those teacher discussions. That's cute. <laughs> like, I suppose, Hayley, like this obviously is more pertinent to your well, Hibernia, journey as yeah. a teacher than mine. Yeah, like I would say like there was something there that, that you said that kind of pulled a cord with me. I have no idea where to start. You're not meant to know where to start. Like you've literally not started the course. Like that makes me sad that people feel they need to have it all together before they start. Like stop looking at Instagram pages, stop comparing yourself because you are fit for the role. You would not have gotten onto the course if they did not think that you had potential or if that you didn't bring something to the table that's your next door neighbor is gonna bring. Do you know what I mean? And 100%. Like what, you know, 
I'm not great at the L infant teaching. Adam is. Do you know, we all have we all have our <laughs> we all have our things and like like just I'm telling you now, stop comparing yourself because you'll be doing it until you qualify and then you'll keep doing it and you'll be looking mm-hmm. at people next door. You focus on you. You'll know yourself when you feel ready to go out. I personally waited until after I had one school placement behind me, but I was in a completely different context because I had just uh I was in we were in lockdown and schools were in and out of lockdowns and I wasn't going into a school where they're stressed to their minds and they don't know if they can touch the photocopy or not. Do you know what I mean? It was yeah. too much. So I waited till I had SP one under my belt and then I literally from that day I couldn't stop something. I was obsessed. But yeah. Yeah. Just get stuck in, yeah. Like Haley says, like get stuck in, but also like do what suits you. You know, if you feel comfortable, like there will be a level, I suppose, of uncomfortable, uncomfortability, um, subbing initially. Mm. So like, but, you know, if you feel very overwhelmed by the whole thing, like don't do that to yourself either. But like throw yourself in if you feel up to the challenge and just see how it goes. It will go wrong as many times as it will go right. Yeah. And, able, and that's part of the learning process. Yeah, I tell my students all the time, like, I can't think straight today. I Leave that problem solving question with me. I'll come back to you on Thursday. Yeah, like. honestly. And they appreciate <laughs> it. They they find it a bit weird initially when they're like, uh, teachers know everything. But they actually appreciate the honesty. Yeah. They do. They really do. Because I'm like, oh, teachers human. I can actually relate yeah, to them. Absolutely. Yeah, so but Haley, I think yeah, we'll leave I it think there. we'll leave it there for this week. <laughs> um, thank you, Gemma, again for giving my seat back, um, and holding down the fort while I was gone. She and was thank fun. you all for listening to this uh, episode about planning. If you enjoyed it, be sure to like, uh, subscribe, and rate, and all and that share good it stuff. As well, share word of mouth is literally gonna help this podcast grow. And like myself and Adam, literally, we don't get anything from it. It's all like you know us giving up our time to help and chat and it's also like our little weekly like therapy session really. yeah honestly it genuinely <laughs> is yeah um so if you would like to keep up with what we're doing in our classrooms uh you can follow me at mr underscore moontor underscore Haley is at the teacher student Woo! and as i said earlier the podcast page is at the teacher cast and that's where you'll first hear about our latest drop of uh, an episode of the podcast or a competition related to the podcast or anything like that. So uh, on that note, we'll see you next time. Sláinte and thanks for listening. Sláinte.